Welcome to the PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller, David Wynn, and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller and David Wynn have joined me today, and we are going to discuss cold-drawn steel bar stock, how it is manufactured, and how it benefits your shop. Welcome, Carly. Welcome, David. Thank you, Miles. Thank you, Miles. All right, cold drawing steel. I've seen this. We saw this on Mastery Program. It's exciting. It's this is very cool. All right, it, it, so. it's cold. <laughs> cold <laughs> it's not oh, cryo, but it's cold. Ah, uh, you guys are both punny today. All right, so so I guess we should explain how they're drawn. We we should, and the purpose of this podcast is to explain the benefits that your choice of material can have in your shop. So the cauldron steel bars start off light as a hot rolled steel bar. And the hot rolled steel bars have a, a very generous tolerance from the mill because they're rolled at very high temperatures. And because they're rolled at very high temperatures, they form an abrasive oxide scale that abrasive oxide scale will absolutely destroy the cutting edge on a cutting tool. So the first step is let's remove that hard abrasive scale. How? We are using shot blasters now. Those are those little pellets. Yes, it's steel shot and grit. It's abrasive and it literally scrubs scrubs the rust, scrubs the, the hard oxide scale off the bars and then they're continuously fed into a drawing machine if it's coil, or that, that cut length bar is fed into the, the draw bench where it's then pushed through uh, a carbide die. And then the grippers on the carriage on the draw bench pull it through the die. And now it's been drawn. And because we've reduced its diameter, typically a 16th of an inch uh, oversized so an inch and a sixteenth to make an inch bar. And because it's been reduced, that is effectively cold work, the cross section of the bar. So my mechanical properties have now been enhanced. So that makes it stronger. That makes it stronger and makes it more amenable to machining. The chip, our tool has less work to do to get the chip to break from the yield strength to the tensile strength because we've boosted that yield strength. And then finally, we have, well, not finally, but we need to cut it to length and then we need to straighten it. And we may or may not have in-process testing for surface imperfection. So getting a very improved product, it's straighter, more consistent in size, less out of round on the tolerance and absolutely no abrasive scale to destroy your tool edge, contaminate your metalworking fluid in the machine. All right. Well, you've taken off the scale. Do you put anything on it again to protect it or can that stuff come back? Well, yes, steel will rust <laughs> for sure in the atmosphere. So uh, rust preventative will be applied uh, either at the straightener and in uh, final packaging prior to shipment. Okay. So that's how they're made. So why would... Why do we want to use cold drawn? Well, the, uh, the, the real reason is 
it gives us favorable economics in our process. We could whittle the same parts out of a hot roll bar, but because it isn't as straight, mm -hmm. we can't run it at the, the speeds that we can run a cold drawn bar. Because it's not as consistent on size diameter, we can't even hold it as well. So we can't hold it as rigidly, so we can't have as much force to, uh, to do our machining. So by removing that scale, by improving that tensile to yield ratio, uh, by removing some of that ductility, we make a product that is really economical to machine. It's, it's optimized for our machines, right, David? That's right. You know, um, one of the things, a hot roll bar might load automatically in the bar loader like 80%, 90% of the time if things are running really well. But when you're running cold finish bars, I can get near 100% load when I was in the shop where it loaded all time, lights out all night. And that's a perfect thing right there. That That's good. And then the other thing where you were talking about with the scale, when you get that scale on the outside of the bars, number one, you have to remove more material to get a good quality surface finish. But they tend to be a little egg-shaped. And so what you were saying about the higher feed rates, you cannot push a tool as hard with that because your collet doesn't get a consistent clamp around the circumference of the bar. Yeah, so work holding is key if we're going to if we're going to actually you know operate our process effectively. So everything about this conversion from hot roll to cold finish, cold drawing um, optimizes for work holding and uh, processing in the shop. And when you're big into automation, having cold finished bars make all your processes you, you can automate so much easier because you get that consistent finish, that consistent size pattern and consistent shape. So for robot loading, bundle loaders, bar loading, and then processing, like if you leave the cold finish stock um, and you have to process afterwards, same thing, grabbing it with a robot, picking it, doing a pick in place, you get that consistent size. It's a lot easier to program for. And that consistency, David, is, is a result of the fact that these these products are produced to a specification. Yes, that's right. You don't just get consistency, right? We've got an industry-wide consensus specification that spells out what are the standards for tolerance, for runout, for straightness, those kind of things. And I'll bet since you're a steel guy, you know what those are. I very good. All right. ASTM A29. He's covering his eyes. For hot rolled steel, carbon and alloy, and ASTM A108, uh, specification for steel carbon and carbon and alloy steel bars, cold finish. You realize they couldn't tell that you were doing that from memory, right? I know, but <laughs> But, I but you illustrated it to the listener. You told him he was covering his eyes. That's yeah, true. Did all that. <laughs> so uh, there are tables in these, and in A108, table A1.2 gives us the size tolerance. And those size tolerances, as David mentioned in a prior podcast about drills, how those tolerances vary based on, on requirements, the size tolerances for our bars very based on the diameter of the bar, the carbon content of the bar, and whether or not that bar has been thermally treated. If it's been thermally treated after cold finishing, the tolerance needs to be wider because thermal treatment is going to affect the stress distribution in the bar 
and we can gain or lose some size as it relaxes. All right, so then what about out of roundness? Is that part of that, part it, of the specs? It, it is, and I, I'm still waiting for someone to successfully argue against my point. In ASTM A108 and A29, it's real clear that the out of round tolerance is one half the dimensional tolerance. Because if the out of round is more than half, you're out of size tolerance. Yeah, okay. That makes sense to me. It, it does, right? But I have been unable to find that same clear description for aluminum, brass, or any other material. But the steel guys, it's pretty clear half the size tolerance is your out of round tolerance. So then what about the chemistry? Chemistry is originally an ASTM A29, and that gives us the limits so that we don't get unexpected surface imperfections because somebody got a little frisky with the sulfur or the phos. I hope they're not getting frisky with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miles, you crack me up. So, Miles, I have a question for you. So, give me the explanation of why when I machine hot roll material, I get a stringy, nasty chip, but the same material in a cold finish has a crisp, clean-breaking chip. Yield to tensile ratio. The so ductility we... in cold finishing is reduced. I may start with 30 or 40% elongation in a hot roll bar, probably get 15 to 20 in cold finish. I not as ductile, the chip wants to break in cold So reducing that's, the ductility makes that chip cleaner and crisper, and that's a valid reason for using cold finish Absolutely. Bars. I've raised the yield strength. I've only got to move a little bit to get that yield when it yields to the tensile, ultimate tensile strength when it, when it shears. There you go. Okay. So we said that we were going to tell them how cold drawn benefits their shot. I imagine there's a list. Uh, there's a list. You got a list? I got a list. You let's, share the list? Uh, let's start off with, we removed a hard abrasive scale. That's a, we already learned that's a good thing. That's, that's the list. So now it's not contaminating your coolant sumps. It's not filling your sumps up and creating sedimentary rocks, right? It's not destroying the edge on your, on your tool. And it's not wearing out your pumps impellers. Well, so for your uh, listeners too, you know, your metal oxides think sandpaper because that's, you know, you've got aluminum oxide, that's sandpaper and you get those different oxides on the bar. It just wears your tooling out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very hard, very high hardness. Uh, the cold working strain is what answered David's question about why the hot roll bar has a long stringy chip and, looks like the surface finish looks like claw marks, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of claw marks because the chip doesn't shear cleanly. The boost of those mechanical properties from that cold work makes a nice, even bright finish. Sounds like a great reason. That's a great reason. Yeah. Um, we've improved the dimension so we can hold it, which means we can get higher speeds. We can get higher feeds and more rigidity. So we've done that. The outer roundness. So now maybe it's it's round enough to use as is. Won't need a final grind to get to real tight uh, ge geometric shape for for most applications. Uh, 
And then the, uh, so that now I don't have to pay for grinding or a secondary operation. And now because I'm straight, the bar is straighter, I can run at higher feeds as well, or speeds as well. So uh, imagine if I had a bar with one kink, like your elbow and your arm, right? Mm -hmm. You try and spin it, it's going to rump, 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 rump. Now we're doing that at, you know, how many, how many RPMs, David? Let's say 5,000 RPMs. 5,000 RPMs. It's, it's like, right. Right. It'll shake the machine right off the bolts, shake the bolts right out of the concrete. So, so straight bar is a good thing. You get a crooked bar, you can get the egg shape show up in your final cut too, because it vibrates the machine so much. We usually use staff to make final cut. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, in case you're just listeners and not viewers, he's talking about our final cut of the week video series that comes out every Friday. Anyway, back to the list. So without, without burning additional fossil fuels, by cold working it, we have enhanced the mechanical strength the properties of the steel bar. So we've eliminated a potential heat treatment okay. to get uh, higher strength out of, out of the same material. So it's, it's a bonus. So shafting, power distribution, machine parts, um, cold drawn is the answer to the prayer. All right. Well, what don't you get with cold drawing? Crooked bars, <laughs> abrasive <laughs> scale. Uh, you know, one of the things that you do get from cold drawing is uh, you've you've got mankind's experience. So we've settled on grades, consensus grades that are typically used for different applications. Low carbon steel, ten eighteen. You know, is used for applications where there may be some welding, some low mechanical properties. 1045, I need higher mechanical properties. 1144, high mechanical properties, high strength, and free machining. So these materials are consensus known for these applications. They're widely held in distribution. They're standard items at mills, at service centers, and the engineers know what they're getting. So is it relatively easy to to get? Like if you need to order it, you're not waiting long periods of time shouldn't shouldn't be normally yeah Yeah. normal normally i mean it you know the standard grades they're in stock but uh, you may need a special grade for a special item these these grades can be alloy steels they can be aircraft quality they can be magna flux quality for bearings and different applications those materials aren't necessarily on the shelf gotcha all right. So what else do we need to know about cold drawn? Anything? No, I, I would say that for our listeners, you have a role to play in preserving the quality of the product that you receive. So you need to secure it uh, on level level blocking in, in, in racks, not get it, you know, unevenly supported and, and cause it to go out astray. Uh, you need to not put it where the pigeons are going to nest in it. Pigeons create substances that can chemically attack that beautiful cold drawn surface. And then you've got an ugly looking part. So, uh, you know, how you lift it, how you block it, how you carry it, 
uh, how you secure it. Those are all steps that our listeners can take to preserve the quality they pay for when they get a contract. Yeah, anytime I, when I was in the shop, I always told everybody three points of contact guaranteed minimum. Anytime that you set a stack of bars somewhere, you need at least three points of contact. Uh, they gave you great advice, David. <laughs> that wraps up today's podcast on cold drawn steel bars. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can find our knowledge centers filled with articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources for precision machining. Yes, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss one. Plus, check out our Speaking of Suppliers podcast, where we talk to PMPA technical members and learn about how they can help our shops. If you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to learn how we can help you thrive and why is a PMPA membership important, Carly and David? Because Because we we are better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision.